We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mountain West Insider Podcast here on the Field of 68 Media Network. My name is Rob Doster and I have a fun guest for you today. I was able to catch up with Utah State head coach Danny Sprinkle, who is sitting here at eight and one through the first month of the college basketball season, despite the fact that he put together a team that did not return a single point a single rebound, or a single assist from last year's roster. We talked about Gray Osobor and the impact he's had. We talked about their point guard situation in Darius Brown, and we talked about one of the most surprising freshmen in the conference. you got to stay tuned to find out who that was and, and uh, whether or not Coach Sprinkle is surprised to see the impact that he's had this season. Just uh, not a lot happened in the Mountain West over the course of the last week since we last talked to you guys. Colorado State is still undefeated. They beat Washington at home. They avoided an upset at home against Denver. Uh, New Mexico is sitting here at 8-1. and one. Utah State, like I mentioned, is 8-1. and one. Nevada, they're undefeated, which means that the Mountain West is one of just two conferences in all of college basketball that still has two teams without a loss so far this season. Uh, San Diego State did pick up their second loss of the year, but they went on the road to a very good Grand Canyon team, who, by the way, has a couple of guys that are probably going to end up playing in the NBA. If you haven't seen Tyon Grant Foster play yet, um, the kid is an absolute stud. He started out at Kansas. He went to DePaul, had a couple of health issues, uh, and is now having a um, a all-conference and a borderline all-American kind of a season. He's one of the best stories in college basketball this year. That is a raucous environment. Uh, if I am San Diego State and I am sitting here at 7-2 and two and the only losses that I have to my name are a six-point loss at Grand Canyon and a nine-point loss at BYU, I'm not all that concerned. They have some things that they got to figure out, but uh, that is still a very, very good basketball team. Um, and I am not worried about them at all. We're still waiting on New Mexico to get entirely healthy. Um, but beyond that, the Mountain West is just, it's been really, really impressive to see what this conference has been so far this year. Um, I know Boise State's still trying to figure some things out a little bit, but they got guys. Uh, Isaiah Stevens is having an all-American kind of season. I would say between him, Tyler Kolek, and Tristan Newton, uh, of course, Tyler Kolek from Marquette, Tristan Newton from UConn, 
you're probably talking about the three best point guards in college basketball this year. One of those guys is going to be a first-team All-American. And if Colorado State continues winning at the clip that they've been winning at and Isaiah continues playing at the clip that he's been playing at, uh, he has a very good chance to be a first-team All-American. Jaden Ledee, of course, has been awesome this year. You heard from him uh, two weeks ago here on the the uh, Mountain West Insider podcast. Keenan Blackshear has been unbelievable. You heard from him three weeks ago here on the Mountain West Insider podcast. And, uh, of course, New Mexico still waiting to get back entirely healthy, but that is another team that is uh, – is going to be really good once they get all things figured out. At this point, there are six teams in the Kempom Top 100 from the Mountain West, and I would not be shocked to see all six of them be in the mix when it comes to uh, potentially getting an at-large bid for um, the NCAA tournament this year. I don't know if all six are going to get it. I would say it's probably more likely that four or five end up getting in, but there are enough quality teams at the top of the conference that – uh, there's there's going to be a bunch of teams making noise. So it's been fun to follow so far this year. It's been fun to watch this year. Um, and like I said, there are some really good teams in this league that I think are going to surprise people nationally that aren't paying enough attention. But um, that's enough for now. You don't want to hear from me. You want to hear from Danny Sprinkle. He breaks down this Utah State team. They're surprising 8-1 and one start. And the guys that have been the most impressive to him, we're going to hear from that right now and now let me welcome on to the mountain west insider podcast here on the field of 68 danny sprinkle the head coach at utah state who was off to an eight and one start after taking over a program that did not return a single point from last season's roster danny how you doing man thanks for being here no i appreciate you having me uh doing great you know i mean obviously things are going well with you know such a new team uh you know i want to credit my staff you know, like when we got the job in mid-April, as you mentioned, we had no points, no rebounds, no assists returning, and, you know, a couple red shirts. And so, you know, for our guys to, you know, for my staff to to put together the roster they did is, you know, it was impressive. Now, we still got a long way to go, uh, but, you know, we we didn't want to sacrifice on character. And we have we have a great great group of kids right now that are, you know, working hard and getting better every week. When you first started building that roster, um, how long did it take for you to actually have like a good – restful night's sleep oh i still haven't had one you know we didn't finish we didn't finish recruiting until mid-june uh you know the last player that we signed you know ian martinez uh you know i think it was like the second week of june but we had official visits for about 45 50 straight days where it was like multiple kids on campus and it was just you know we still had homes up in Bozeman, Montana. And, you know, I mean, there was just so many emotions, you know, going through it. I mean, it was, it's been the hardest, you know, six, seven months of my life, but it's, uh, it's finally starting to slow down. And, you know, once basketball started, it's been great. Yeah. That's the, the beauty of the portal, right? Like it's going to always be difficult. You never know if you're going to get that, uh, that stud freshman coming back, if there's not a bigger deal coming, but it's also something where you can kind of flip it pretty quick, which, you know, you guys are off to an eight and one start this year. If I would have told you, when you first looked at that roster and you realized I got zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists coming back, that you would have started this season eight and one, would you believe me at that point? Oh, I'd have told you you're crazy. I'd have told you you're crazy. Like even in October, because we had so many new pieces, like we still do, we're still figuring each other out. And like we still have some good players that haven't played the minutes that they probably want uh, and probably to a certain extent, like deserve. You know, but it's hard to play so many guys. And, uh, you know, 
luckily they've been gelling and, and uh, you know, taking care of each other and, and making each other better in practice. But like, there's going to be other guys stepping up that, you know, maybe haven't had the minutes that they've wanted right now. How long did it feel? How long did it take you to feel like you had like a grasp on what this team is, what the rotation should be, who's going to be in what position, who's going to play what role. Cause I think that's the hardest part of, turning over a roster is just getting oh. it's the role allocation it's the role buying it's understanding like okay this guy can do this job when you have i mean you got like four uh fast uh fast courses trying to learn each other and it's not just you learning them it's them learning you yeah you know and they're learning a whole new offensive and defensive system and set plays and like i said when you're bringing in just a a mosh pit of people and trying to bring them together like we're still trying to figure it out honestly um, you know, still trying to figure out rotations, different lineups we can play, you know, and, you know, hopefully we have it figured out before Mountain West play here in about a month. Um, but, you know, different guys are stepping up and we have we have so many guys that can play and do different things, uh, which gives us, you know, some flexibility to play different lineups, whether we're playing big or or we play in our four guards or five guards. And, uh, you know, but we're still it's it's going to be a work in progress. And, you know, even the more time with some of our freshmen that are playing like they're typical freshmen too, you know? So like they're, they're going to, they're going to be riding the wave all year, you know, of the ups and downs, but you know, it's going to be a team that, you know, hopefully, you know, I, I bet we don't really know our true ceiling until kind of February. What's, what's been the most surprising part of this, uh, this eight and one start for you? Yeah, I think we're a lot better in, in, uh, in games of playing fast uh, than we are in practice. You know, like we were, we we're kind of on them to play faster and practice in September and October. And, mm-hmm. and it's like when game started, it was like, that's, we started playing fast, like guys getting it, you know, we have multiple guys that can get the rebound and, and push the ball, uh, which allows us to play faster than, you know, normally just outletting it to a point guard and playing, um, you know, and I think that that's probably been the biggest surprise. And then also, you know, like defensively at times, you know, like we fly around pretty good, and, you know, we've we've picked up each other's tendencies and, you know, we know when to switch, when not to switch, which, you know, with a team like this, like I thought it would take a little bit longer for them to figure out. But, you know, as long as your efforts there and you're flying around, you know, it covers up a lot of deficiencies. It, it helps, too, I'm assuming that when you are taking over a new program and you have all these new faces and all these new transfers, transfers coming in that your best player. And your starting point guard are both guys that are kind of that know you and, and know what you're asking, um, asking of the team. They probably know the 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 terminology that you're using. They're, they're going to be able to help some guys out. So, uh, great Osabor, Darius Brown. What is their? Uh, how valuable has it been getting them to follow you from Montana State? Yeah, it was huge, and uh, you know, and it's crazy because I I told the team to to stay together. You know, when I left Montana State because mm-hmm. they would have won the Big Sky again. You know, I don't, you could have coached them. Like that's how talented we were. And we had some guys coming in, uh, some transfers coming in that it would have been our best team. But when they hit the portal, you know, I was, I didn't want anybody else to coach them. You know, we lost one kid, Raekwon battle to West Virginia because, and I, I, re- I thought that was the best situation for Raekwon, you know, with coach Huggins and, and kind of some things that they had for him that, you know, I thought with Raekwon and what he's been through, I thought that was a really good fit for him. Uh, and it's kind of sad he hasn't got his his waiver yet. But, you know, going back to Darius and Great, like it's huge because they know our drills in practice. So they were kind of de facto coaches on the floor throughout the summer and helping guys in the locker room understand what we're looking from 
an offensive standpoint and a defensive standpoint. And so, and they're both just, they're both really good players. You know, I mean, you know, they, they've played really well the first nine games of the year and, and uh, they're attracting a lot of attention, whether it's double teams and, and other guys are, are getting shots off those two. Well, I would hope that uh great Osabor is getting a lot of attention from opposing coaches because he's averaging 20 points and nine boards. Um, I'm imagining that he's going to be the first guy on a lot of scouting reports. Last year, he was a 10 and five guy. This year, he's kind of doubled that production. What's what's changed with him? How has he gotten better? Well, he he was playing behind a league MVP, Jabril Bello, you know, who's another kid from from England, uh, who's playing his first year professionally, and that really made Great better every day because Great couldn't take a day off in practice, and it was a physical. I mean, it was like mm-hmm. two battering rams going at it every day. Uh, but Great has a different skill level than even Jabril. Like Great he's kind of a five man trapped and he wants to be a point guard. Let's not get that confused. Like he thinks who he doesn't man, who doesn't want to be crazy. a point guard. Yeah. But like, there's times where he makes some amazing plays, you know, but then there's some times where he, he gets really sloppy and that's why he's averaging almost five turnovers a game, which once he cleans that up, you know, the sky's the limit for him. Uh, Darius Brown averaging 10 points, almost eight assists this season. You mentioned how he kind of helped things in the off season. What's, What's the value of having a point guard that one can do all the things that he can do. And that two knows you knows your program as a veteran, all that it's gotta be a luxury to be able to have a guy that can do what he does. Well, it is. And you know, you can ask any division one coach in the country, like the value of having a point guard that actually enjoys passing the basketball. <laughs> like that's what he wants to do. Like he wants, he loves getting his teammate shots. He's done a really good job scoring the ball too at times, but his first instinct and what he wants to do is he wants to get, he wants to find guys like he loves that. And he's kind of a throwback in that way, um, which you want that from a point guard. Cause now everybody's feeling better because everybody wants to score. And uh, you know, and he's done a really good job, you know, especially with our younger guards, um, you know, Mason Fazlef, who's had a tremendous, you know, start to his freshman year. And uh, but Darius makes the game really easy for a lot of players. Yeah, you mentioned Mason. He's a guy I wanted to ask you about because when we wrote the Almanac earlier this year, um, he got a spot on the roster and there wasn't another mention um, in the write-up. And now he's sitting here as a freshman averaging, I think it's 12.7 points, almost five boards, over three assists a game, shooting 38% from three. Was this? Are, are you surprised by this or was this just something where you're, you're not going to let people know how good you, the, this kid's going to end up being? You're not trying to, uh, to, to leak any information out there. Yeah, no, like – he he shows his talent like every day in spurts. Um, now, obviously, do you expect a, a, a freshman to come in and do that? No, you know, no. but he uh, he he's such a competitive kid. But what he is, is he's he's got a different gear. Like he's really, really fast. You know, he was a tremendous football player and a high level recruit in high school. And so, you know, when he gets it off the board or steals like he's up the floor in literally like a second and a half and he's. He's strong and he's aggressive when he's driving it. He's he's physical. And so like he can, he can put you on your heels. And with his when he's making shots, you know, like I said, he he's a he's a really good shooter. Um, and when he's making shots, he's really hard to guard because when he starts going downhill, you know, his, his speed is hard to catch up with. When did you realize that he had a chance to be uh, you know a double fidget, uh, double fidget, double, double digit scoring guy? You know, this summer, you know, he he showed flashes. Um you know, because we do have some 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 solid athletes on our team, and and there was there was days where, like, it was clear he was the the fastest guy on the team, 
you know, and, uh, you know, especially with the basketball. Uh, and he's just, he's, he's competitive. Like he's aggressive, uh, which I like. And, you know, I think he could, the sky's the limit for him, not only on the offensive side, but the defensive side. Um, you know, and he's just, he's a shot maker. He's a tough kid. He loves playing in the spectrum, which, you know, where we play and one of the top environments in the country and, and, uh, and they love him being a hometown kid and his, his energy's on a different level when he plays in the spectrum. Yeah. I've actually been to a game out in the spectrum. It was in 2012. This was back in the wild bill days. Remember yeah. wild bill? Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it was, uh, it, it was, I sat in the student section. We did the, I believe that we can win chant. Oh Yeah. Uh, Bill took his shirt off. It was uh it was it was it was quite the afternoon in that building. Talk yeah, a little no, bit about it, what that, that home court is. It's huge. You know, like even on some games where we didn't have the best energy, you know, whether it was Southern Utah, you know, UC Irvine, like that they carried us through. Like literally the crowd won the game for us. And uh, you know, when you have eight thousand people showing up, whether it's a non-division one the couple D ones. And now once we start conference, I mean, it's going to be over 10,000 every night. And uh, just the way the spectrum's built, it's got still got that old school feel. And like you, the, it's been hard for me to coach because I can't communicate with our players. Like it gets so loud. They like, they can't hear me. They can't hear each other. You know, and it's something that this team will get better throughout the year. But when we're calling out ball screen coverages or plays, like there's like, there's no way I can yell and get everybody's attention. Which is an awesome problem to have. Yeah, that's a good problem to have. I I don't think people realize they. I mean, the people Mountain West fans know this, but I don't think people nationally realize how many unbelievable environments there are in that conference. When you guys are rolling, when that when when you guys are good, the spectrum is awesome. When New Mexico is good, the pit is unbelievable. When San Diego State is good, which is pretty much every year, uh, Viejas is is just it's a buzzsaw to go into. It, it there are. And I'm missing some too. Colorado State is awesome. Yeah, Boise State's awesome. Like there are some unbelievable environments in that conference. It's just a great basketball league. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the story of the one. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It, it is. And it's just gotten better, you know, especially even the last 10 years, 12 years. Like, you know, everywhere you go, like it, it's a it's a grind. And pretty much every team, you know, when you look at it, like they have pros on their team and uh mm-hmm. it's a it's a high major conference and i knew that before i even took the job and that's why i took the job uh but when you look at some of the nba players and and the teams you know i mean they've get it's a multi-bid league every year you know whether or not three four or five teams you know getting in there like it's a it's a special league yeah i was we were talking about it before we hit record on this but you look at a guy like Isaiah Stevens, you know, Tyler Kolek has been awesome this year. Tristan Newton at UConn has been awesome this year. I don't know if there's a point guard in the sport better than what Isaiah Stevens has been. Uh, Jaden Ledee has been putting up numbers that are um, on par with what Blake Griffin did his uh, national player of the year season in, in 2009. Like there's uh, we haven't even seen Boise State get rolling yet. We haven't seen New Mexico get healthy yet. It's just are, are you ready for what you're walking into in, in when you head into conference play here? Yeah, well, I know what's coming. You know, I mean, I I don't know if our team knows what's coming yet. And we've been trying to, like, prep them for that and practice. And even after some of our wins, like, like we're not going to be able to get away with this in the Mountain West. Like, I hope you guys understand that. And, uh, you know, sometimes you got to learn through going through the fire. But, you know, hopefully our guys can take, you know, take some of it to heart and and get better in the next month. Uh, Because, like I said, not only are the environments great, but – how good and how physical and how tough some of these teams are from a defensive standpoint. Uh, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a heck of a challenge. How do you balance that as a coach? Like on the one hand, you want your guys to kind of be feeling themselves. You need confidence, right? Life is confidence. You're not going to play well if you're not confident what you're doing at the same time, you know, let's, you guys haven't played a bad schedule by any stretch of the imagination, but you haven't played a top 75 opponent. You've played a bunch of really good, programs you played a couple road games which not everybody does at this point but um you haven't played what would be a mountain west schedule so how do you balance trying to make sure you guys stay confident with also being like look that playing like it's not these are not non-d1 teams that we're going to be playing when we get to league play you're going on the road to the pit you're walking into a a cauldron exactly and it's it is you know that's coaching nowadays like it's hard it's hard because especially with like somewhat of a young team and a new team, you know, like I want them to feel good about what they've done. Like what they being eight and one, that's a heck of a deal. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I, I wasn't expecting it. You know, I was hoping for it. And we, we coached that way, but you know, they went out and did it. And uh, you know, but I also, they always know I'm going to tell them the truth and uh, you know, whether they like it and whether it hurts for 24 hours or whatnot, like it's my job to tell them the truth. And we tell them like, we tell them what's coming. When we open up at Air Force, here's what's coming. When you go to the pit, when you go to Thomas and Mac or San Diego State, like it's different. You know, you can't have sloppy turnovers if you're expecting to win a road game. You can't have defensive breakdowns. And that's the stuff that we need to clean up. And I think our guys know it. Uh, but sometimes you have to you have to go through the experience. It's kind of like, you know, children, like they hear you, but until they actually touch that stove and it it's hot, like that's that's when it affects them. 
Yeah. What's that saying? Listen to me now. Believe me later on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, how long you, you said that you probably won't really know how good you guys are until February. What has to happen for you to to kind of know what exactly you have? Because I, I got to imagine you're feeling pretty good about where you are right now. But there's also, again, you haven't gotten punched in the face yet. You don't really know what you are until you get punched in the face. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think still just, you know, finding different lineups and just the more the more we play, you know, the more we see some of the players that we haven't, we've only coached them for nine games, you know? Mm -hmm. And so kind of seeing how they handle adversity, like who's good at the end of the game, you know, who's not scared of the moment, who's going to step up and knock down free throws, who's going to handle the ball and press on, be strong with it, not turn it over. You know, all those little things that go into winning close games, uh, the more experiences we go through, the more we learn about our team. But I think too, it's, you know, we're a way better shooting team than we've shown and we're getting wide open shots. You know, like it's, you, we can't get better looks for some of our guys. Like we, we have to start shooting the ball better uh, and shooting the ball more confident and, and knocking shots down. If, if we want to continue winning. All right. I'm going to give you a hypothetical. It is the last week of February. Utah state is right there. Uh, tied for first, the game out of first, whatever it is, they're in the mix for a mountain West regular season title what's what's the biggest thing that needs to happen between now and then for you to be in that situation for that hypothetical to become a reality i think you know offensively our ball movement and body movement needs to get better we stand around a little bit sometimes you know we got to we got to have a little bit more pace to us but defensively we got to like everybody we got to be able to guard the guard the basketball better uh from a one-on-one -on -one standpoint you know we can't let teams beat us off the dribble and then put us into rotations. Teams are too good, especially once you get into Mountain West play, uh, where if you get put into rotations and they're getting open shots, it's, you know, that's a recipe for disaster. So we have to do a, you know, we got to continue to get better of kind of filling in gaps and, uh, and being better on the ball defensively. All right. Last thing I got for you. What's the one thing about the Utah state job, the Utah state program, the roster that you built, the one thing that has, really opened your eyes and made you say, okay, I didn't expect this to be this way. You know, probably, you know, more, you know, other than just some of the recruiting stuff that we've had to deal with, you know, you're recruiting at a different level. And uh, as you know, I mean, it's, it's transactional at this level mm -hmm. and, you know, we don't have a ton and that it's going to be an issue, you know, if we don't correct that, to be honest with you. Uh, but it's, you know, other than recruiting, I would say, like, once you experience the spectrum, it's different. You know, you can come in as a visitor and yeah, you know, it's, but when you walk down that tunnel every night and it's, and you got 7,500 for a non-division one game and it's rocking, you know, like that's, that's special. And even though I knew how great it was, but to actually feel it in person, like it's, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's different when you're going into a building like that and everybody's rooting for you instead of you're exactly. coming in and you got the, all the <laughs> fan base telling you, you suck and telling your guys are terrible and holding up signs. Yeah. It's different when they got your back. It is. And, and we got our student section. I mean, 4,000, 4,500 students rush down the stands at 6 PM for a seven o'clock game. They sprint down and they are locked in until the game's over and they are harassing the opposing team and the bench. And, and uh, it, it's, that's what college basketball is. That's what college athletics should be. Mm -hmm. I don't think people realize how good Utah is as a basketball state. 
Um, yeah. I don't know if you're allowed to say nice things about the University of Utah on here, but they have a lot of passionate fans. I don't know if you're allowed to say nice things about BYU on here. They got yeah. passionate fans. Weber State, passionate fans. Utah Valley, passionate fans. No, it's 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 probably the most underrated basketball state in the country. I agree. You know, does it have top 50 guys every year? You don't know, but like there's there's really good players that come out of here that are great college players, and then guys that even go on to the NBA. And you know, even the jazz, like it's it's a huge, it's a basketball state. It's not a football state. Even though football is big here, you know, and our team, you know, we're going to a bowl game, you know, Utah, those, but basketball is different. You know, like it's it's the primary sport in the state of Utah. And it's really well coached at the high school level, AAU level. Uh, you know, all the churches have basketball hoops in them. You know, you drive down the street, there's courts, the kids shooting outside, and uh it's kind of like that old school Indiana feel. Yeah, that's what uh I, I asked somebody about that. I think it was Dave Rose, the old BYU coach. I was like, yeah. why are there just so many good players coming out of the state of Utah? And he said every single church has got a a basketball court in the basement. And when it's cold outside, the only thing you have to do in the winter yeah. is to go down there and shoot. No doubt. And the fans love it. Like everybody gets great support, you know, like I said, every division, there's seven division one schools, maybe in Utah and everybody gets great support. Cause it's important to the people here. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, uh, Danny, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you. Congratulations on the great start to the year, but you, you know, it's, it's early in the season. You guys haven't done anything yet. Best of luck. Wow. As you get ready for the mountain West. You got it. I appreciate you having me.